1: Well, thank you so much for joining us for Take 10. We come to you every week with an interesting, we think interesting discussion on a variety of mental health issues as they relate to health and wellness for seniors and others across this country. Our co-host, Carol Zerniel, is Executive Director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation, past Chair of the Board of Directors for the National Council on Aging. She has a master's degree in social gerontology and nearly 30 years' experience in the field of aging and caregiving, and our other co-host, nationally known psychotherapist, Dr. Jamie Heisman. Dr. Heisman is well known for his work with caregivers and addictions as well, and we are delighted to have both of you with us today. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol, you've got a topic to throw out.
2: Well, I do, and right before the show, we were talking about how members of my family have been in poor health lately. So, you know, multiple people, hospitals, emergency rooms, it's been a little, you know, uh, ugly, I'll say here for the last couple of weeks. So Jamie, for the last two weeks, it feels like somebody's had their foot right in my stomach. And I'm wondering, I know it's stress. I know it's from being a caregiver for multiple people, but it it's a physical sensation why am I feeling physical things from something that I know is mental?
3: Listen, Carol, this is the mind and the body. They're inextricably bound up. Medicine, unfortunately, over the last you know, 30, 40 years, has only looked mostly at the medical side of everything, thinking that it was separated. But you cannot take the neurological system away from our medical selves. In fact, they are one and the same. So when something happens in your life, okay, you're exactly right. It's probably your gut. It's probably your stress, your anxiety, your mental, your emotional health that is feeling it. It's a biological response. It literally is. So one of the reasons we look at resiliency and the ability to take care of our minds, our fight, flight, and freeze response is because our bodies seize up. They literally do when we're under stress and anxiety, cortisol gets created, inflammation occurs. And you know, no matter how much of a superwoman you are, and you are amazing, you know, the, the mind can do a lot of things, but they say the body keeps the score.
2: So what I'm hearing you say is that it's not all in my head, right? I'm not imagining that I can feel in my stomach what my um, stress level is. That's not my imagination,
3: You are not. In fact, physiologically, if you can picture in your mind what we call vagus nerve work, it's the nerve that literally goes from the cortex of the brain, goes through healing organs and into your gut, your gut health. You know, you always hear me talk about breath work. So the only thing voluntarily we can do to tap the vagus nerve, which is really the calming response that would, let's say, create what we call, you know, which would create oxytocin, which is a hormone is, is literally, you know, our breath. So you're feeling it in your gut. You're feeling it in your organs. You're feeling it because, you know, the vagus nerve goes from the brain through your body. So no matter what you're feeling and stress and anxiety, it's not all in your head. In fact, it reverberates. It comes out through inflammation. It triggers medical issues that are already there. It goes into our gut. So, you know, we are, a gestalt. We're a comprehensive uh, mind-body entity. Unfortunately, the world has always looked at it separately. We can't.
1: And so what do you recommend that Carol do? Well, you know,
3: again, if you look at the book, I didn't uh, pick that one just out of nowhere. It's called The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. It's talking about our fight, flight, and fear response, it says that our mind can do a lot of things. It can project, it can go in denial, it can defend, but the body keeps score. If Carol and all of us realize that we can take care of the fight, flight, and freeze response, the temporal lobe, meaning breath work, meditation, yoga. You know, Carol loves, I think, running and going out and dancing. Carol, you're a dancer. These are all things to be very, very mindful during the stress that you're actually going through now. These are things that you'll touch the vagus nerve and it will allow you also to, what we say, create new neural pathways in your brain.
2: So, you know, what I'm hearing you say now is I shouldn't just sit back and feel stress that I need to acknowledge it and actually do something to reduce it for my own health.
1: Exactly. Before we get that answer, I, hang on, Dr. Jamie. I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-hosts, Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zernial. And you can hear Take 10 on any of the podcast services where you normally get your podcasts. Jamie.
3: Sure. The, the, you know, Carol, it's, it's a terrible gift. It's something you don't want to open up. I know how much you love your family and, and how the family's medical issues weigh heavy on you. Um, but at the end of the day, it is a reminder for us that, you know, all we have is the present. And let's say this is a present that you cannot sit on the couch, I guess, and you can't just sit there and wait for things to go by. During this time that you're going through, the challenges you're going through, it's important for you to tend to yourself, to reparent yourself, as the book said, take your oxygen first for yourself. You know, there's nothing you can do. You know, some certain things are out of your control In the doctor's control, the hospital's control. But in the process, you and your response is still in your control. And I think that's what we need caregivers to understand most of all.
1: And So what you're saying is all the yucky stuff she's feeling is normal.
3: Very much so. In fact, um, with Carol, she's got a great amount of resiliency. Many people I, I do know who don't have resiliency, um, it's even more challenging. But none of us are superhuman. You know, we're just human beings, not human doings. So even in Carol's uh, world or my world as a psychologist, doesn't matter how many years I have, if I don't do those things to take care of myself, I'm going to go backtrack and relapse. And I think all of us need to be mindful of that, that while the world takes care of our loved ones, and I know we've got them in the best place possible, at the same time, we've got to take care of ourselves.
2: So one of my favorite Jamieisms isms uh, is when you talk about as a professional, it doesn't matter that we're a professional. So, Jamie, what do you always say when you talk about yourself? Well, who do you turn into or who do I turn into the minute our family members go into the hospital?
3: Yeah, I, I personally turn into a mess. OK, uh, so one of the reasons I have my own therapist is that I realize I'm a human being. I, I don't get lulled by the, the titles after my name, right? Or how many years I've done this. Um, I'm just like every other caregiver out there, just like you, like everybody. So I, I can't be the superhuman in, in any way, shape or form. And, and I just have to relax and, and say, I'm vulnerable. You know, I can be strong because I'm fearful. Uh, you know, I, I can do what I need to do, but, but I need to also take care of, of myself. I cannot be my own therapist. Right. And I think that's,
2: that's the message that needs to get out, you know, for the caregivers that are listening is sometimes we think, well, I've been a mom, so I should be able to do this. Or, um, I, you know, I'm a psychologist or I'm a gerontologist or I'm a, it doesn't matter what you are. Um, when it's your own family members, when it's your caregiving situation, it can be difficult. And sometimes we think that we should be better at it than we are. And we feel it. And maybe we're not, maybe that's not the time to be superhuman. So, Jamie, I've heard you say we all turn into the three stooges, Larry, Moe and Curly, you know, when it's our loved ones who are having trouble.
3: It's so true. It's not a comedy act either, because the body keeps the score. Remember that. So even though we can look and laugh from a screen we really can't look and laugh when we're feeling really bad. And so I I totally get what you're saying. Our hearts are with you, but you know, Carol, you're the, you're the best at taking care of Carol. And uh, I hope that's what you do because it's a long thing for a caregiver. It's a marathon. It's never a sprint.
1: And is it important to have someone you can reach out to, to share the concerns?
3: No, oh, Ron, that's so important. I mean, obviously, I always think everybody should have their own therapist. Um, a caregiver should also engage geriatric care managers, have a safe place to go and talk and connect. Or if they don't want to do that, have a support group where they can find safety in, in numbers and people going through what they're going through. But no doubt, again, you, you always hear me say it, don't isolate, don't isolate, don't isolate. Social regulation, you know, co-regulation is the most important thing during
1: these times. Got to stop you right there, flat out of time. For Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Jerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us right here on Take 10.